Welcome to episode 20 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. I am one-third of today's uh, Let's Go Radioactive podcasting trio. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Joined by, as always, one Edward. Eddie, how's it going? It is going quite well today, and it's funny. Last week we had a bit of a rant about shipping, I was getting ready to come on here and say the latest thing I ordered got lost again, and I'm blaming Amazon, but as it turns out, they just delivered it like 10 minutes before we started recording, and written on my package was wrong address. So, Amazon's off the hook. It's just the incompetent post office this time. You're off the hook this time, Bezos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that That's our third there. Our boy Eli Sayers from the... Uh, Roast Ghost Podcast. Eli, what's up, man? It is up, fellas. It is good to be back talking about another fine another fine film. Dude, it's great to have you back, and even better, it's great to be on the call with you again. This is the second time we've done this. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's great for the, the the second time that we have interacted in real time. Mm-hmm. Talking <laughs> back and forth, both of us present at the same time. It's on recording. It's There's proof of it. Absolutely, yeah. It's not fake, it's staged, all right? <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know what you're talking about right now, man. You're going going off the deep end there, brother. I'll just continue uh, the wrestling talk. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, today we're reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Uh, Eddie, you have... Okay, uh, my history with this movie, literally nothing before this show. So, Eddie, what's your history with this movie? You know, I would love to get on here and say this is the first movie that we've reviewed that I have seen in theaters, and it, it may well have been, but I cannot remember it, so therefore, I cannot come on here and lie to the people and say, yes, this is the first time I've seen a movie in the theater, but I have seen it many, many times, including last night, so there you go. Mm. How about you, Eli? History with the film. Well, it's one of those things where this movie was such a, a continuous presence in my life growing up that I can't pinpoint. It's all a blur. It, it encompasses my whole childhood, and I can't. I don't remember exactly when I first saw it. I assume it like the first one. We had to wait till it came on video. My parents had to run it and watch it the night before, and then prove it. I assume that, that that's what happened. But I don't remember the, exactly the first time. But it was always, uh, we'd always freak out. We'd always want that movie on. We'd always freak out if we were to friends and they had the VHS of it, put it on, start dancing to ninja rap and shit. <laughs> be the movie of my childhood, to be honest. Yeah, that ninja rap is catchy for sure. Uh-huh. Um, Eddie, we going to talk about facts and figures now? We can. I do have just one quick question for you, Caleb. Okay. We got to keep the tradition going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you drinking today? Funny enough, it's no diet pop of any kind. This is just water that I'm drinking today. Nice. I decided for our 20th episode, you know, kind of a nice round number, that I would dip into my reserves of a little bit of the bubbly. So I've got some uh, sparkling water. 
I feel like you should have just waited till next week to do that, personally. The 21st? Well, yeah. I mean, I still have some, so I, I could do that. But nice. uh, it's, quite, it's quite good. It's, uh, it's the end of a decade, just like the Y2K. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a stretch. But I love that. I've had some of that at your place, I think, right? Yeah, I you, had it at a Christmas party. You brought it to the great Joe's place. Yes, I did. Oh, well, so, yeah, fa- facts on the movie. Yes, I do have those. It came out in 91, and we had a budget of $25 million, and our box office was $132.6 million. And as you saw on our Instagram, if you are following us, at EC HeroCast, I compiled uh, the, the much-talked-about box office rankings, and right now Ninja Turtles slots in at f- uh, number 5, at grossing $107.6 million. Wow. To, in today's money, that is $203.7 million. So, pretty good. Pretty good. As far as the critics, you know, similar to the last one, uh, critics gave it 35%. Fans, not as high on it. It's 67%, but uh, still a passing grade. So, there you go. Yeah, I will... Uh... Spoiler alert, my rating is going to be much lower, but this is coming from someone who is watching it for the first time at age 25, so it's definitely not the prime market for them. Yeah, yeah, I cannot look at this movie accurately at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into the cast. Well, do we even need to get into the cast, or do we just need to talk about the recastings they made? Uh, You can get into the recastings. I do just want to... uh... Shout out, as a Transformers fan, Frank Welker, voice of Megatron Soundwave, was the voice mm-hmm. of Token Razor in this, so mm-hmm. always happy happy to see him show up. If what? I'm not mistaken, yeah, he also voiced, I believe, Fred Jones in What's New Scooby-Doo? Or not What's New Scooby-Doo, but Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, rather. Uh, Eddie. Yes, that's true. He Sorry, hey, you're, you're, an, you're like an actual Transformers fan, right? Yes. That's cool as hell. Are any of the movies, which I enjoyed the first Transformers movie, or any of the other ones? I, I enjoyed one and three. Are any of the others worth watching? Uh, no, they are not. The animated one from the 80s is. Oh, yeah, with uh, with what's his name? Uh, Citizen Kane? Orson Welles, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's got the sick uh, Stan Bush song, right? Yes, it does. Dare. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's definitely the one I was talking about. I gotta watch that movie again. I, I watched that for the first time at your place, Ed. Really? That would have been probably back in high school then. Back in yeah, I, th- I think it probably was in high school. I think I own it at some, we were, some yeah we were some, just, somewhere I own it. And we were we were listening to that uh, uh, Orson Welles commercial where he's like talking about peas or some shit and. And so some uh, he's like drunk or something. So then uh, someone mentioned that he was in Transformers, and so we put it on. Yes, he. There are some YouTube videos of drunk Orson Welles, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. I just thought that was uh, completely irrelevant to Ninja Turtles too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you mentioned, there's been quite a few recasts. Pretty much every live person. Mhm. Yeah. Uh. New April, Paige Turco. 
What would you think of New April? I'm gonna tell you this right, right now. I this I, I watched it again uh, two hours ago, or I threw it on on while I was I was I think I was like uh, editing my own podcast and I had it on. And this is the first time I've seen this movie a million times. This is the first time today, the first time I noticed that it was a different April. Same. Wow. <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. Like maybe I'm just. It's some kind of ist. I don't know. Somewhere between, not quite sexist or racist. Some kind of ist. Like women, long brown hair. It's like, oh, it's just all the same. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and I, this is again, this is someone who's seen the first movie twice and Secret of the Ooze one time. I immediately clocked that it was a different April. So that's just kind of weird to me, you know. I think I did I don't too. Know I noticed it when I was watching it, but as a kid, I never noticed it. So Yeah, right. I never noticed that. But I, I'll say this. I thought the first April did a lot better, and this April felt like they didn't, really have, she, they didn't really have much for her. She was just yeah, kind they, of... Yeah, it was well-written. Like, in this oh, one. get out of my house. That's out. pretty much her role. Yeah. Yeah, her role was get, get out of my house, here's pizza. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. First first movie April was way way better fleshed out by the writers. Yeah. Uh, Francois Chow, that's how I'm pronouncing his name. If anyone has any issues, tweet at me or tweet at the show at ec underscore hero. He played New Shredder, replacing James Saito. What do we think of New Shredder? Well, this second I'm learning that there was a New Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that might be racist. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I, uh, he wore a mask. It's fair. I think I might have been, huh? I said he wore a yeah, mask. It's fair. But I, I think I I just never gave any thought. Like, I never cared that it was a new... Like, I, I think I knew it, but I never, never, like, cared enough to go out of my way to be like, oh, who's this new Shredder? This will definitely sound racist, but he... I mean... I had to double check because I'm like, well, it's the same shredder. But then I I checked and it's like, oh, it's not. But he looked the same as the guy in the first movie. Now, I don't know if that was, you know, just the way they did the mask and the makeup and everything. But, I mean, if you looked at him side by side, I really think that they would be like, you, you would really not even notice. And, you know... For what it's worth, Tatsu, who we all forgot was in this movie, I think, because we oh, thought yeah. that he, we thought that he died in the first one, but yeah, yeah. he survived the golf club to the head, and he was recast as well, so there you go. Yeah, and he was ready to take over. I like that he was ready to take over, had his shining moment of about five seconds, and then oh, Shredder, yeah. Shredder had to come back. Man. Uh, Kevin Nash was apparently in this movie for five seconds, but I couldn't tell. Yep. You know... You couldn't tell. This is probably my first time watching it knowing that it was Kevin Nash, but looking at the body, I'm, yeah, I think I could see it. I mean, just the way he used to look back in the old WCW days, so. Yeah, all juiced up. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe uh, Kevin Nash took the ooze for real in the 90s then? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, David Warner as Professor Jordan Terry. I like Professor, or Jordan Perry, rather. I, I liked him. Oh, uh, yeah, Professor's good. I don't know why they didn't just put Stock, I guess Stockman's a bad guy, so maybe they shouldn't put him in there. But yeah, he's, he's fine. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind the character. I thought he was actually 
pretty helpful. I thought the actor was was pretty good. Uh, yeah, he was he was a he was a good character. Uh, it, it, they yeah, kind of tease it like he might be a bad guy, but yeah, he's not. Yeah. So yeah, and I really liked Ernie Reyes Jr. as Kino. And in my first note, I wrote down is short round is killing these guys with karate right now, which made me think, oh god, I'm racist. And then I uh, went to check his IMDb, and he actually did stunt work on an Indiana Jones movie later on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Yay. Look, I am I wish Casey Jones was in this. I, I wish he was. But Kino, I like Kino. He's, mm-hmm. he's fun. Yeah, and yeah, he's fun. Did you notice in the credits where it said he did his own stunts? I did not, but it, I believe it. He was also in, what was it, Surf Ninjas, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess we talk about the turtles. Um, I, I was not a big fan of how they were written. Like they kind of grated on my nerves personally. But again, I never saw this as a kid. I mm-hmm. saw this originally as a grown man. So mm-hmm. again, probably not, not the prime demographic. Okay, boomer. <laughs> and I think radical and cowabunga are cool words. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. I'm going to get into it in our first scene, but they were definitely a lot more toned down than the original. So I guess with that, we can go into the plot then. Sure. Well, we kick off with Kino. He's a pizza delivery kid. He's also a dick to women. Oh, that was <laughs> hilarious. When he was just like made that. He, first, he just kind of cat called them like a fat joke or something. And yeah. Rhoda was by the way laughing. <laughs> Yeah, someone says, dream on, dude. He says, yeah, okay, but when I do, I'll dream of something a little thinner. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's like he started it. Like, he first like, was, like, sleazy. <laughs> like, hey, he's going to ride my bike. <laughs> yeah. Aquino rules. Yeah. Yeah, so he's on his way to deliver April a pizza. When he spots some guys, they're robbing a store. Aquino takes out a few of them, but then there's a whole bunch more. That is when the turtles come in to make the save, oh, and yeah. this fight scene right off the bat in the opening, you can tell, is the biggest problem with this movie. There's goofy comedy fighting. The turtles, I didn't even realize this until I was reading about it, they never actually use their weapons in the movie. Well, yeah. I, Donatello uses the staff once on Toka, but they never actually use their weapons just random objects around them, like a yo-yo yep. or sausages. And the reason is the first movie had too many complaints from parents because they were using their weapons on people, where yeah, they yeah, cartoon yeah. the foot or robots. So Thanks to my parents for that one. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm sure they thought... I don't, my, never, my parents never complained to anyone. Like, they wouldn't write a thing like that. But. Well, we're going... From different angles, because my uh, my views on this are that the first movie is a better movie, but the second movie is a funner movie. So I I I prefer the, what the first movie did that approach. But I mean, I'll, I'll take some I'll take a ton of like and I love comedy wrestling. I love comedy Ninja Turtle fighting too, like that. And I have fond memories of laughing my ass off when I was a kid doing that. And so the comedian in me loves the second one. Like the 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 film lover in me and the Ninja Turtles lover in me loves the first one, but the comedian I love I love the goofiness. I I don't mind that it's more lighthearted. I prefer it a little more dark. But uh, dude, you seen when he when Michelangelo hit all them in the head with a damn yo yo? Yeah, the around the world. <laughs> yeah, great. Rolled. Yeah, that was really good. 
<laughs> See, I can I take love- I can take a little bit of the comedy stuff, but you know, like I said, when they never use their weapons the whole movie, and then there's so <laughs> many times in the movies where they're like, "Hey, let's talk about it," and it's yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's just. You know- Open communication amongst uh, no peers helps lessen uh, toxic masculinity. So, you know, you have to be in favor of that. But uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the thing that uh, is, uh, that, that that complaint can be, except for the first movie when they use their weapons a decent amount, but not that much, to be honest. Uh, all, almost, almost all Ninja Turtles iterations, you, like, that's been the joke, that they never use their weapons. Because you don't want to see Leonardo... Uh, like stab someone when you're a kid, I guess. But like the old comics, uh, spoiler alert, uh, like there's like a scene where Leo cuts Shredder's head off and shit. It's sick. <laughs> I, I prefer that. But it's like the cartoon, most versions of the cartoons, they never use their weapons. That's just kind of like the what's ironic about it. Although Leo does do shit like he like Leo threw his swords up into the ceiling and then jumped and grabbed them and then like lifted up and made the two run into each other, then kicked someone. So they use them as props, kind of. Yeah, it, well, it got me thinking because there's so many of these weird things that I didn't realize, so I kind of dove down a rabbit hole of censorship and cartoons, and Spider-Man, the cartoon that I love, in the whole series, which is like six seasons, Spider-Man throws about two or three punches that whole season. The rest is just kicks and throwing objects at people. Uh, yeah. X-Men, they, they well, and, X-Men and Spider-Man, all the guns are laser guns. And they never uh, say yeah yeah they never say kill they always say destroy, but the Batman cartoon all the guns are bullets and Batman's punching people every episode so they aired around the same yeah, the time Batman. I don't understand it but there you go yeah but I mean the the Ninja Turtles uh, at this point the the Ninja Turtles Empire was at, at its crest and at its best and the fan base at that time was just children like that. That's that's who their fan base was. So yeah, I I prefer it a little darker, but I, that's that's what they were thinking. They wanted it to be for the kids because that was the the customers, I guess. Yeah, and the by the way, I meant to say this earlier. The Ninja Turtles one movie had a profit 188.5 million. This 107.6 million. So a drop off, but still Ninja Turtles still doing yeah. very well, especially considering their budget's so small. But sure, yeah. you know this yeah. this will change. But anyway, uh, turtles beat up the guys. They head back to April's place where they now live. April clearly doesn't like them living there. Splinter comes in, tells them they need to leave because they don't really belong here. We cut to a junkyard and we get what I thought was the first our first post credit scene, but I was just misremembering. Shredder's yeah, hand yeah. emerges from a pile of trash. So. What's left of the Foot Clan now hang out at the junkyard with Tatsu, where uh, Caleb mentioned that he's in charge, and he's like, anyone who wants to challenge me can do it. And Shredder immediately walks in, and he's like, I'll challenge you, and, you know, uh-huh. he, he doesn't even fight. It's just... Yes, five seconds of fame. Well, he didn't want to fight Shredder. I don't blame him. No, no, he didn't. Uh, he knows his place, so Shredder shows up, takes over, and he doesn't really want to... Like, reassemble the Foot Clan. He just wants revenge. So, we cut to April, who's interviewing a scientist for uh, for the TGRI. I'm going to probably say TGIF at one point during this show. But, 
Uh, it's about a toxic waste leak. After the interview, the professor, who is Professor Perry, he finds a giant dandelion, and then they head off somewhere, and there's a guy from the foot who sneaks in, also grabs Where, one of the giant dandelions. The guy who finds the dandelion, pedophile. <laughs> Tell me that dude don't look like a pedophile. You know, when he corners April in the alley later on, he gives off some really strong, creepy vibes. First off, I don't uh, believe that he does karate. He is a creepy piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't believe he did karate for a second. He no. just seems like he hangs out at the library and like looks at adult websites. Well, you know, he goes. Well, I'm sure he studies like women's self defense, so he knows what he's up against in the streets. <laughs> Wears a cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I said to rag on this piece of shit. I'll probably do it again every oh, time. Oh no, that's hey, that's why you're here. That's why we brought you in, man. Yeah. yeah, to make fun of this random foot soldier. <laughs> and why was he even special? Like, <laughs> well, why did he get it? Uh, so back at April's, uh, Splinter shows. Yeah, so back at April, Splinter shows the turtles and April uh, the canister of ooze that made them them, and written on the canister is TGRI. Meanwhile, back at the TGRI labs, Professor Perry is disposing of all the ooze canisters. Before he can finish, Tatsu comes in, grabs the last one. Uh, they all kind of vanish, him and the, the foot. The turtles come in, because they now need to check this place out. And they see on the computer that all the cans were disposed of, except one. And uh, that is when the foot and Tatsu all come in. And... Uh, yeah, we get another fight scene, but it's kind of also a game of keep away. I wrote definitely not as good as the fight scenes in the other movie. There's a lot of like these weird football analogies where the that's like a running gag throughout the movie where they're yeah. running football plays during the yeah. fights. See, uh, listeners, listeners, uh, that's one perspective of it. I'd like to offer the perspective that, that let, let me tell you, this fight scene ruled. Eddie's not. <laughs> it's shit. Was awesome. Donatello gets on a damn chair and surfs, and you hear like it plays surf music in the background, and he's like, "Whoa, awesome, dude!" Oh, TGRI, huh? Because it's TCRI and like all the other shit. That's interesting. I wonder why they did that. TGRI. Hmm. I didn't. Well, they never mentioned it stands for anything, so. Yeah. Um, I did notice during the fighting, there's a lot of like foot soldiers just standing around in the background, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny how. I, I didn't. That. I didn't understand, because Tatsu he grabs the canister before the turtles even get there. The turtles show up, then he makes his presence known. I don't know why would why did he risk losing it, which he did several times. And then he does get it back, but it's like man, if you'd have come back and been like, yeah, we had the ooze, and then I stuck around, and then the turtles beat me up and took it. <laughs> I think he, I think he would take several golf clubs to the head for that. So uh, a very poor calculated risk from Tatsu, but he did get it in the end, and then he did the smoke bomb ninja vanish, which was that was kind of cool. And yeah. then uh, back at the at back at Shredder's, they have also kidnapped Professor Perry. Oh no, not Professor Perry. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, when they had time. I guess they left him outside maybe the creepy foot soldier and he watched him while the other ones all fought inside maybe but uh back at april's kino shows up delivering pizza he finds yeah he finds the turtles um which you know 
like the see, I like the cartoonishness in this one. Like when uh, he grabs the nunchucks from the counter and you see the hand go up and try to get it, and then it like snaps its fingers like nuts. Like I love the I love it's like a cartoon. It's like a live action cartoon. I like it. Well, I liked when uh, he sees the nunchucks and he's like, "What are you doing with these?" And she's April's like, "Oh, you know, I just like to." Chuck in my spare time and just does a terrible demonstration of it. And then, of course, Kino, being the misogynist that he is, has to belittle her, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it was weird that he's seen the turtles before, but then when he sees Splinter, because he steps on one of their foot and he, they all appear, and but when he sees Splinter, that's when he passes out because it's just, that's well, too much for him. It's one of those things, like, he can deal with turtles, but rats are just, eh. Uh, well, I'll say this. I think whether they intended it or not, there's kind of a, an ongoing thing where, like, in just about every version or in a lot of versions, April always faints when she sees Splinter or the Turtles. And I think they were just trying to continue that tradition because you can't do that with April in this one. I think they were trying to continue the tradition of uh, a person sees Splinter or whatever and faints. But it is bad. Yeah, it's not exactly calculated well since he's already seen these monsters. But, yeah, he wakes up. Splinter tells him their origin and Kino, Kino proposes a really good plan, I thought, because he's like, hey, I found out that the foot, they're recruiting, you know, you know, teens, especially ones who can do martial arts. What if I infiltrate them? And Splinter says no. Splinter's a bit of a stick in the mud in this movie. Uh, yeah. he, he's, he's not a big Kino fan, it seems, but Kino twice proves him wrong. So, But Kino's so much better than that little, little emo bitch. Uh, Scott, what was his name in the first movie? Oh, the uh, the foot soldier kid. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Danny. Yeah, yeah. Kino is way better than Danny. I would agree there, but I will say Casey Jones is better than Kino. But Casey Jones is better than everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, comparing someone to Casey Jones, Danny. like that's a really high bar. Danny's not supposed to be in the foot soldiers. He looks like a kid in a mid '90s Disney movie about a divorce. Like, he's soft. He shouldn't be in the foot. <laughs> He's like oh, the prototype man. for Spencer Breslin, yeah. Yeah, he's like an upper middle class kid from Cordesette, that guy, bitch. <laughs> now, that motherfucker grew up harassing women in the Philippines. Oh, God. So, back at Shredders, uh, Tatsu finds, he says he find, he found the two most vicious animals, and they're going to use the ooze on him. I wrote, I hope it's a rhino and warthog, because you don't see what it is. Uh <laughs> Meanwhile, the turtles go hunt for a new place in the sewer. Uh, Raph doesn't want to go house hunting. He'd rather go search for the foot. Leo, Don, and Mike, they split up. Uh, they stumble upon an old subway station, which they pick as their new home, which I thought was, was kind of cool looking. Yeah, yeah, their new home looks awesome. It remind, uh, Eli, when you lived in Columbus, did you ever go to Spaghetti Warehouse? Yeah, I went there once. I forget if it was with y'all or if it was with my family family once. I remember I had a big old plate of spaghetti and a damn Coke, and holy shit, that was good. <laughs> Do you, okay, so that, that's a huge restaurant in Columbus. Did this, and then there that's is the like thing. a, there is like a that, subway car inside that you can eat in. Did that not look exactly like this turtle's uh, hideout? Uh, oh, shit. You know, I'm not, I can't picture the subway car, but I'm picturing just the inside of it. Yeah, it's like you're working in, in fact, like eating in a giant industrial sewer or some shit. So yeah, just that whole vibe. I, I think I can see. I, I see what you're saying. I always thought that even as a kid, and when I was rewatching it, I remembered. I'm like, yes, I remember Spaghetti Warehouse. So. Uh, and, and, 
Ninja Turtles were pissed. They like pizza. Yeah, that is true. Well, their quality's gone downhill for a couple of years, <laughs> so that, that's unfortunate. But anyway, enough Columbus restaurant talk. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that, but okay. <laughs> I was just about to talk about some steak and chick. No, they're, they're not doing so hot. God damn it. Uh, I know they're Cincy, but maybe we could shoehorn in some Skyline ch- Chili talk as well. Is Now, is is it, Eddie, you are the native Ohioan here. Mm-hmm. I partially grew up in Ohio, but I'm mostly Bama. I hear people disparage Cincy's Chili all the time. What do you think? You know, I've never had Skyline Chili. I will, I mean, I like chili, but just something about fast food chili, it just sounds like a bad idea waiting to happen. So I've just never, never been down with that, but, um, I'm trying, oh, this, well, no one will be able to relate to this, but when I worked, I used to work for a credit card company and their food court has some really good chili. So unfortunately, only people who work for this company will be able to experience it. But that is honestly some of the better chili I've had. I'm trying to think of others. Um, Waffle House and Steak and Shake actually have good chili. And I normally hate Waffle House. so You know, Waffle House is my number one restaurant of all time. <laughs> yeah, they got good chili. They got good everything. You know, I never realized until just now that I would never take chili from someone I don't personally know. <laughs> That's not a bad policy. I would take it from a homeless man. I love chili. <laughs> uh, so, at April's news station, she believes there's more to the TGRI story than we're letting on. April gets a call from Don. He tells her they found a new place to live, but they were also wondering if she had seen Raph, and she has not. Back at Shredder's, we get the big reveal of Token Razor. Toka is a snapping turtle. Razor is a wolf. Before I move on, I'll ask Eli specifically. Yeah? What are your thoughts on using these characters and not Bebop and Rocksteady, who I'm sure like 99.9% of kids would have said that's who's probably coming out of this because they're, they're penned up in like this big metal box, and I'm sure most yeah. kids thought that's who's coming out. And when it's not, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's a weird choice for sure. Uh, but um, I uh, I definitely noticed it when I was a kid. I was like, what was I like? Yeah, I noticed it, and I was I think I was disappointed and confused. But then that van, I I, I came to just like them, like that. That I was like, oh, I I like Tarkar and Razor now. Now there's two more characters that I like. Well, yeah, it is weird. It's a weird choice, and I'm not sure what. Legal terms, I don't know why they did that, but, and I was definitely initially disappointed, but I also pretty quickly was just like, oh yeah, I also like Tarkar and Razor now. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, so the Superman 4 analogy is that I admit, other than his completely trash weakness as, <laughs> as a villain of just the nighttime uh, hurts me, but other than that, I, I went out on a limb and said, you know what, Nuclear Man, not that bad. The weakness killed it for me, though. He was in my top three worst no. villains of the decade. But other than that, it's like, yeah, he kind of fits in this world, and, you know, he 
he kind of looks the part. Sure, there's other villains that are from the comics that you could have used, but you didn't. Whereas with this, Toka and Razor, I actually minded it less than that because A, they didn't have the horrible weakness that Nuclear Man did. <coughs> Excuse me, but B, you know, there are a million, you know, characters in the Ninja Turtles world. I mean, there's mutated panda bears, there's mutated rabbits, there's mutated ducks, there's mut- there is a mutated snapping turtle. I mean, it's just whatever Whatever animal you can think of, they've probably turned it into a Ninja Turtles figure. So the fact that they picked a Snapping Turtle and Wolf, it didn't really bother me. Yeah, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady, which we'll get to in probably two years from now, but they do show up. But you know what? They want to sell more toys. I'm fine with it. And they were definitely not as... They're not nearly as bad as Nuclear Man, so... You know, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. So, I, I was I was fine with the decision. But you know, yeah. obviously, you kind of would prefer someone from the universe. But you know, they could do a lot worse, and they will do a lot worse in the next movie. So, at least they pick something in the that could exist in the Ninja Turtles universe, is what I'll say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. However, it turns out that they are infants and they are not too smart. And I love this, that Shredder immediately is like, all right, well, let's just kill them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But Professor Perry's like, no, no, you can't. They're living. And look. And they lift up a piece of construction equipment so they show that they're really strong. And he's like, all right, I'll keep them around just to see. But you know what? Even though it was like, at first, I was like, oh, I forgot. It's like kind of goofy comedy with those two. And then it's like, no, this ties in to the actual, this makes sense, because teenage mutant ninja turtles, the turtles have been around for obviously at least 13 years, so it would make sense that just because you get ooze that you're not all of a sudden age, you know, you're not all of a sudden 25-year-old maturity level, so I was actually fine with it. Well, the the thing here you've got to consider is that, uh, Toka and, and Razor, they were uh, they were on step one of the Dennis systems. They were demonstrating their value here. That's right. And uh, you know, like I said, Shredder, he was he wasn't keen about being called a mom. So, but you know, they listened to him. So it's it's not all bad. Oh, I also immediately got like baby Sinclair vibes from them as well. Baby Sinclair. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Baby. Well, he mm-hmm. did hit him in the head, and that was. <laughs> I will say their ultimate downfall is Shredder's fault, not their own. So we'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Kino, he's met up with Raph, and he has gotten himself an audition into the foot. So good on him for not listening to Splinter's crappy advice. Um, but uh, they, he's like, okay, I'll join. I'll find out where their headquarters is, and then I'll let you guys know. So during the initiation, Kino, he shows off his fighting skills, which seem to be good enough to impress the, the head recruiter, who I don't think was Creepy Foot Clan guy. But uh, the final test, I always thought this blew my mind as a kid. He, there's like a mannequin with like bells attached to him on a suit. And he's like, all right, you have 15 seconds to remove as many bells as possible, but you cannot make a sound. Oh, and you have to do it under, uh, you know, secrecy or whatever. So he throws a smoke bomb down. 
And I believe Raph jumps in and kind of does the task for him. And then the smoke clears and Kino has all the bells. Which, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Kino passes and unfortunately maybe Splinter was onto something because Kino, <laughs> he immediately gets caught with Raphael. Tatsu finds him and, uh, Raph is fighting off the foot. He tells Kino to get out and let the others know where he is. And second movie in a row, Raph beat up by a whole bunch of foot soldiers. So, uh, just no luck. Yeah. Is this where he says, maybe I should have brought bagels? Oh, after they tried to feed him the donuts, yeah. There we go. Yeah, so Kino, he runs back. He tells April and Raph... Uh, he tells April that Raph has been kidnapped. We cut to the turtles infiltrating the foot headquarter. Uh, they make it in pretty easily, but then they get caught in a net. Uh, Shredder is going to drop the net on this big uh, area of spiked objects, and I'm just watching as Leo with his sword in his back, and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> why? You could get out of this very easily. But, uh, you know... If he'd have dropped them, it'd have really kind of been the parents' fault for banning them from using their weapons. So, But uh, Splinter shows up, who now has a bow and arrow, which that was news to me. But he cuts the net down, and there's another fight in the junkyard. Some more goofy stuff, as, you know, as we've come to uh, expect from this. But Shredder then calls on Toka and Razar. They uh, they both beat up the turtles pretty easily, so but they're they're mostly just throwing them around. But uh, Mike finds a sewer lid. Uh, Don rescues the Professor Perry. They all escape through the sewer. Toka jumps in the sewer, but he gets stuck in the hole. But yeah, they uh, so in the sewer, Professor Perry he knows that uh, his ooze is what created them, and the turtles learn that they were basically an accident, which uh, doesn't really sit well with them. Uh, Shredder then takes Token Razor to a random city block to basically just destroy it so they can have fun. Oh, that rule, dude. They're just, like, ripping out street lamps and shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I uh, like the scene where they were disappointed about their origin. That was, like, I think I mentioned, like, in the comics, there's, like, pathos to that where they, like, or they, they, like, know that they're these freaks and they're not sure why they exist in this weird world and why they're outcasts. So that tapped in on it. For, for as goofy as this movie was, I thought that moment of sincerity worked and helped add a little depth to the Turtles. Yeah, I agree. And, and part of me wishes that they would have added to it, you know? I mean, the yeah, movie's... Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's only 88-minute runtime. You could have thrown in another scene or two about, you yeah, know, their cool. origins, and they would come to accept it. Like, when yeah. the movie ends, it just immediately ends right after the final fight. So you could have had another Master Splinter lesson or something, but... Yeah, exactly. Have them resolve, resolve their inner turmoil as well. Yeah. I so. feel like if they really needed a lesson after this, that given what we saw in this movie, Splinter would probably just tell them to do, to do more flips. Yes. Yeah, that's another running gag in the movie is he's having them all do backflips. Uh, yeah, I'm not a, I don't know a lot about I'm not like a great studier of martial arts, but like I, I can't imagine that like Cool-looking backflips were an integral part of a, of a ninja's repertoire. Well, maybe it's, I mean, it's kind of like just drop and give push-ups. It's, you know, something to uh, tire you out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
so April is at the block the next day. This was a weird scene. She tells the police that she knows who's responsible, but she can't say who. And I, I didn't really understand the point of the scene. She's like, oh, yeah, I can't that, say who, or I can't say how I know. That definitely does not sound self-incriminating at all. Yeah, I don't, uh, I didn't understand that. So, anyway, she's, the police are like, okay, well, if you can't divulge any info, then get the hell out of here. So, anyway, <laughs> Eli's least favorite scene, I'm sure. April is cornered in the alley by the creeping in, uh, the creepy foot, foot soldier. Oh, it's fucking... He tells April, listen, meet us at the construction site tonight. Or else Toka and Razar are going to be released in Central Park. Obviously a lot of people there, so that would not be good. Yeah, this dude looks stuck around Central Park, I'm sure. (laughs) Within a trench coat. Trench coat and uh, unmarked van. He'd be be out there in Portland if the protesters were younger. (laughs) Scooping scooping them off the streets is what he'd be doing on this creep. So back at the hideout, Professor Perry and Donatello. I'm glad that we got more Donatello science stuff in this, but yeah, they're working on a formula to reverse the mutation, but it will only work if they digest it. So they show up at the construction site. They have a box of donuts. Shredder, I don't know. I thought this was strange. He shows up with a full canister of ooze. I'm not sure how the canister is still 100% full. Like, what ooze did they use to create Toka and Razar? I would think it would at least be half empty, but whatever. Um, That bothered me more than it should have. Maybe they just replaced the empty component with uh, some menthol. Yeah, Yeah, they watered it down. Little Superman 3. Yes. Um, So he, he, you know, Shredder sends out Toka and Razar. And in the most obvious plan ever, they offer them donuts to eat before the fight. And this is where I said, this is all on Shredder. (laughs) How does Shredder not realize that this is an obvious ploy? Like, here you go, guys. Eat up, eat up. And it's like, Shredder, come on. Like, you can't hop down there and just smash, smack the box out of their hands. Like, what what are you doing? You're letting your, you know, you know that that these two guys are idiots. This is on you. I'm, I'm sorry. This is bad parenting. But, uh, yeah, they eat, they each eat one donut. They apparently need more for the formula to work immediately, but, uh, Razor finds one of the cubed formulas inside. I guess they made the formula and turned it into a cube or something, but, so they've only had one. I think they needed to eat, like, two or three more, but, anyway, they, they, they do get rid of the donuts. Token and Razor beat them up some more. They fight into a nightclub. Yes. Here we go. And we get vanilla ice. <laughs> and something on... something much worse than Toka and Razars in that nightclub. Yes, so uh, they bust into the nightclub. Vanilla Ice is on stage at this club as the Turtles fight as Toka and Razar. Vanilla Ice, he just comes up with a freestyle right off the top of his head. And it's the famous Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go rap. Let's talk about the song. <laughs> Uh, no, Vanilla best. Ice actually wrote all the lyrics to that song himself. I assume. I'll tell you, dude. Yeah, it's one of the one of the most iconic scenes in movie history. It's up there. It's, it's, awesome. it's up there. It's like 
it's like what's in the box is like right here, and then just above it, the ninja wrap. Had you heard about this scene before, or this wrap before, Caleb? At all? Did you know it was I, in? The- I've heard. I've heard the ninja wrap. Yes. Okay. Before this, you. Yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty a pretty iconic thing that is kind of interesting. Yeah, it rules though. They're like keeping the shit out of people, but like with rhythm to the music, like the way the way cool people would do. And some of the moves, it's like I guess gimmicky, jokey. Like some of the fighting in that was like like when Donatello grabbed dude and kicked him like all up and down his head and torso with his foot real quick, and then like like spinning into each other. Like there's some actually like it's all coordinated and shit in that. Like so it's goofy and bad sense, but they're like beating the shit out of him and doing some pretty sick ass like kicks and punches. Yeah, I would say this is probably the best fight scene in the movie, and I wasn't, like, super big on the goofy fighting, but there wasn't a whole lot of that in this scene, so I was I was fine with it. Now, there is, during the fight, Toka and Razor keep burping, and Professor Perry, he pulls aside Donatello, and he's like, listen, the burping is weakening the effects of the formula that they that they did ingest, so we need to counter that. And apparently that'll be with the fire extinguisher. Sure. And meanwhile, cut back to Splinter. He tells Kino that they need to stay behind. Kino doesn't listen, and he leaves. Another good call by Kino. Oh, yeah. So anyway, they get their uh, back at the club. They get the fire extinguisher. Um, they roll barrels behind Token Razor, so they both fall over. And they spray the fire extinguisher in their mouths. And... We don't know what happens immediately, so... But the uh, the Foot and Tatsu come in. They're all easily defeated. We do get the one scene I thought was pretty good, where Tatsu gets sandwiched in between all four of their shells. That was oh, pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah, time. Hell, yeah. And then the, uh, the Turtles then dance to the Vanilla Ice song. So we get that, which, you know... They got their own musical, so it just makes sense that they would be able to dance. Absolutely. Yeah, scene rules. Uh, so then Shredder, he shows up um, with another, his his canister of ooze. Uh, Kino storms in. He kicks the canister out of Shredder's hand. The professor picks it up. But Shredder takes uh, some girl hostage. He pulls out like a little syringe. And he's like, if you come any closer, I'll cover her in ooze. Which that would have been interesting to see what would have happened there. But uh, <laughs> So the turtles then, they pull the hostage away. This I... This 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 was I really didn't like this part. They use they turn up the volume all the way on this keytar and the speaker amplification just blasts Shredder out the window. Okay, uh listeners, I gotta tell you here, Ed is once again way off base in his assessment. <laughs> One of the coolest things I've ever seen. He's gonna crank up this amp so hard and Mark hits that like when I was a kid, dude, I was just like, Holy shit, they're like geniuses and cool at the same time. Yeah, it's a truly awesome thing that they do. And what's great is John Krasinski saw this and some 26 years later said, I'm going to use that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I, you know, you're right. I, Ed, I was I was foolish got, to I was foolish to bash this. And it is and it is the most radical way to do it. Right. It's the most radical way to knock out Shredder. Can you think of a more radical way than like through the power of rock? I suppose there's not. Uh, so the turtles are about to head outside to find Shredder. We see Token Razor. They are uh, back to regular animals, so no yeah. harm. No harm came to the actual animals. So there you go. 
So they called them babies. And uh, so then that pedophile guy like was like, okay, I'll tell oh, they'll be coming with me. They'll be coming with me. I need to do some tests. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. And not far behind him was the Dark Overlord from Howard the Duck. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, yeah, he was. Oh, he was in mm-hmm. a movie I was that was on the other day. Oh, it was uh, the Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. Boy, that, that is a weird movie. <laughs> the the Jeffrey Jones thing. What makes it? It kind of makes in a morbid way. It kind of makes Ferri- Ferris Bueller's Day Off a little bit funnier. I suppose so. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, in Devil's Advocate, which is on Netflix. Spoiler alert: He gets beat to death in the park by homeless men. Oh my. It's a good movie, but it's very weird. Uh, it, as with these, as with these commie terrorists get when they defund the police. <laughs> it's worth it just for uh, just for Al Pacino's crazy uh, rants. Ooh ah! Yeah, Al Pacino rolls, dude. So yeah, the uh, the turtles they go outside. They are on a dock. The dock, is, uh, there's a hole that gets exploded in the dock. That didn't make any sense. Shredder breaks a hole in the dock. They all fall in. And they see that Shredder has used the ooze on himself. And it is... No, 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 I like it. You go WCW, I go WWF. <laughs> Wolfpack is back, cause I'm mass destruction. Guess you see the bad boys are wrestling. Testing competition, win the war, that's their mission. Not no mercy, see the race like the street. Absolutely. So there he is. Kevin Super Nash, Shredder, God. Kevin Nash. And I could not tell it was him. Well, well I mean, funny. it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible to see through the, all the armor and shit. The only thing I thought, uh, he refused an autograph to a child. So I was like, oh, it's Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could tell. Well, he only he also only did like three or four things underneath. Well, no, he barely even did that. So I don't know that Kevin Nash. Actually, I think in Bret Hart's book, he talks about uh, 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 Razor blowing off. A kid asking for an autograph, so maybe not Kevin Nash. I don't know. But yeah, I, it was interesting that the ooze was able to also mutate uh, the metal on Shredder's outfit to make it more menacing looking. That's that's some pretty impressive. Uh, that's dope. Ooze there, but yeah, I thought Never Super Shredder looked the, pretty cool. The ooze made him white. Yeah, it did. I thought he looked pretty cool, honestly. I had the Super Shredder toy as a kid, so I was all about uh, Super Shredder. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Super Shredder ruled. He's oh, terrible. Yes. Super Shredder looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and it's it is interesting that uh, they mentioned earlier when Token and Razor first come out, they're like, "Didn't we see these guys on WrestleMania?" And now here's a guy who was in a main event at WrestleMania. So intricate. He never yeah. main evented WrestleMania. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Didn't he with Undertaker? No, that was Sid. Oh, yeah. Well, same thing. <laughs> Starcade, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Yeah. there we go. And Nash was... Nash did WrestleMania, so... No, he, like, he was co-main event, but Lauren 
Lawrence Taylor. Sorry, sorry oh. we're going off on the deep end. I'm nerding, nerding out, but Lawrence uh, Taylor and Bam, Bag, uh, Bam, Bam Bigelow main event, main event at that mania. It's cool, dude. I've always wanted to just uh, hang out with the comment section of cage side seats. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eli. No, it's okay. I like it. I'm, dude. I'm fucking. I'm a. I'm a nerd for it too, dude. It. it, it I, I love it. It was more than WrestleMania. It was Nash and and Har- and Shawn Michaels though. That I. I'm pretty confident about that. Yeah, but that did not close Mania. You're, okay. Yeah, you're right. It was a title match, so you know. Anyway, off on a weird tangent. No, it's good. We got to the bottom of that. <laughs> uh, so. This part, I was, I was a bit let down by. So they're backtracking Shredder. They're, they're, you know, trying to walk away from, or not walk away, but they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're, I guess, yeah, they're backtracking from, because he's, he's knocking out all the support beams on the docks, and they don't really fight. Shredder just keeps knocking out beams, and then the dock collapses on him, and he's dead. <laughs> so... Kind oh, of a lackluster death scene there. I mean, look, it was it was in one sense it was a little bit epic though. That's like some Samson shit. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like a, it's like a parable. I'm sure if a bunch of wood fell on me, it would hurt a lot. But I don't even know. I can't even say for sure if it would kill me. It probably would. But What's if I was if, if I was a it's super per, if I was it's super shredder, I don't know if that would kill me honestly. Well, his. Uh... It's a pretty epic way to go, and maybe he drowned. I don't know. It's like his his racism defeated himself because, like <laughs> Caleb said, he became super white and thought he was a super race, and he uh, didn't want Otis Redding to have anywhere to sit. So yeah, he was like, yeah. i got to destroy the dock. That makes so sense. Not, so that, not only is Super Shredder dead, he's also canceled. Yeah, he's canceled. He was trying to. He's like, I don't want black people sitting anywhere, so I'm going to destroy this dock of the day. And, and it looks like the first racism. <laughs> racism got him. Well, that'd be the yeah, lesson to everyone. The, the oh, turtles wow. are in the water. They pop up, and they Great see... Scene. Great yeah, scene. That was a good scene. They see Shredder's hand come out of the wood, much like it did in the junkyard, but instead it just it it drops. So he is, in fact, dead. He does not return for the third one. God, That's I wish you did. Iconic line. Yeah, I wish you did too. Iconic line. First, they put the the shells pop up. I remember that was a kid, and then them with the skyline in the background, and they're like, "Said it once, and I'll say it again." Man, I love being a turtle. That's like That's one of the most iconic lines in turtle lore. There was another line I forgot to mention. I'll mention it now. But I remembered it as a kid. I thought it was the funniest thing, and I forgot about it until I watched it, and, and the line still cracked me up where they're sneaking through the junkyard and they they get you know they pass the first two guards and they're like oh that was a little bit too easy and then they finally see Raph and they're like hey there's Raph and Michelangelo's like yeah a little bit too Raph and for some reason <laughs> that, that always good. that always cracked me up as a kid and then even hearing it just yeah. yesterday I'm like that's pretty funny that is a funny line that is a well written piece of comedy that is love it yep so uh, back at the base, Splinter tells them that, you know, hey, you guys were seen, and here's a newspaper cover. It says, Ninja Rap, and then it says, he says, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. I made another funny end of the movie. So it's like a ten seconds after Shredder is dead that the movie ends. So yeah. unfortunately no wrap-up to the, uh, you know, to the 
we were accidents, but actually we were good accidents, I guess. So there you go. That is the end of Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. So I guess with that, we can get into rating it. And uh, you know what? I'm going to start us off because until we had this call, I was yeah. going to go four. Ooh. Because, I, again, the, the Turtles did not That's really, what you gave like, Captain the turtles America. Kind of, okay, yeah, okay, but here, well, hear me out. I was gonna go four, but then we had the ninja rap mm-hmm. and the epic fight scene with the foot as well, and with Toka or Zar and Toka. So I'm going five. All right, got you got to watch it the right way. You just watch it in a different way. You got to just kind of like, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, it's just retarded and fun. <laughs> gotcha, Eli. What do you give it? I uh, well, I give it infinity because uh, I that's what I like. Whatever I gave the first one, like twenty out of ten, uh, is my your subject fair grade, grade was a your eight point five something an eight was yeah, your yeah. fair grade. Okay, and this one, like I said, it's not as good a movie, but it's a funner movie. So I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Okay, just yeah. fun. I understand mess. It is a mess, and it sucks, and it's terrible but it's also amazing yeah you know iconic scenes you know like there's masterpieces where there's not iconic scenes like that in the conscious of the public yeah okay so after i watched the movie i was like man it's just if they cut out all the goofiness and look i i get it you know at the end of the day they're in it to make toys and they don't want parents complaining because they want to make another one, which at this time we didn't know would be garbage. But it's like, man, we have to listen to these stupid parents, and unfortunately we got to tone down the violence. And it's like, man, if this movie was allowed to be as dark as the first one but have the same plot, it would maybe even be better. Yeah. But so I was ready to kind of – I don't want to say rip it, but be like kind of the same criticism I had for – I want to say Howard the Duck, which I actually hated, but Howard the Duck, uh, I think um, Toxic Avenger 2 and RoboCop 2, I all have the same criticism is that, you know, there's a good movie in there, but they just didn't execute. But the more I thought about it, and, the, and having this conversation, I think Eli's right, it's a fun movie, if you shut your brain off, you'll enjoy it. it could it have been better? Of course. But it is what it is. It's it's an easy watch, so six and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, good, good. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. What happened to the pedophile though? I forget. I think the last we see of him is in that alley. What the fuck, dude? I'm sorry, he didn't get his comeuppance. Yeah, did the are the turtles gonna go save all those kids he's trying to boink? <laughs> I you know I'm tr- I I barely remember the third one, but I feel like the the foot are not even in the third one. Oh, it's all different. They go back in time. I wish that the whole yeah. I wish that uh, I wish that the part of the third line was that that pedophile farm was back back in time to when there weren't any age of consent laws and the turtles have to go back and uh, stopping a bunch of kids. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, before we get into next week, I I will say you know Ninja Turtles. We got if you're planning ahead, we got. Uh, We'll get into next week, but then after that, Batman Returns, and then, so three weeks from now, Ninja Turtles 3, 
You can all watch it for free on YouTube, and if I'm watching a bad movie, and so far we've kind of been lucky, most of the bad movies have been free. So, thank you for that. But Eli, will you be joining us for Ninja Turtles 3? Ah, uh, yeah, the, why not? The, the movie that ruined your childhood. Why not? <laughs> you know, I'll, you know, I'll watch this steaming pile of shit again, and maybe I'll like it more than I, maybe, who knows, you never know. It's been a few, it's been a little while since I've seen it, but... Maybe I'll like it. I'm pretty sure I haven't watched it since I watched it. If that makes I saw, sense. It's like, the only one I saw in the theater. Because yeah. by that point, my parents had kind of given up and were just about letting us watch that kind of stuff. So I actually just got to go see that one in theaters. That sucked. But I, I think even when I was a kid, I probably ah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to do some soul searching and remember what my I don't remember what exactly my reactions were. I think I I think even when I was a kid, I kind of. I had to, like, pretend I liked it, but I didn't. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. I, w- I will tell you this, Caleb, as a little preview for that. You saw in the beginning of this one, this was uh, when we was uh, in memorial of, of Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles 3 does not use Jim Henson Studios, and boy, is it noticeable. <laughs> all <Yeah>. right. <laughs> That's yeah, all I'll say. I love the uh, effects in the first two Ninja Turtles, man. I love it. Yeah, I think they look great. Jim Henson, I mean, Henson Studios, I mean, it's been around for a million years. It's great, but yeah. next year, or not next year, next week, next week, we get to dive into our first Disney Plus movie. I'll have to see if I even remember my password because Hamilton? I barely use that thing. Are you doing Hamilton? <laughs> y'all, y'all consider yep. Hamilton a hero? Yep, yep, we're jumping 25 years ahead. Hamilton a super a hero, huh? I mean, uh, yeah, he could be considered one, sure. But no, we got to go chronological order. So we're going 1991, hey. The Rocketeer. Yes. Great movie. I feel like Eli was trying to entrap us there for a second, and I just <laughs> want to clarify that I, I had no interest in the Washington football team until they changed their name to football team. So I, <laughs> I, I'm, un, I'm uncancelable. Hail to the football team. The Washington football team. Washington scrimmages. I thought it'd been funny if they just decided we are, we will change our name. Fine. We are now the DC Redskins. You happy? DC DC Redskins or Washington Indians might have been funnier. The, <laughs> the Maryland Virginia DC Savages. Jeez. Oh, I that know. reminds me. That reminds me. I submitted. I'll do this on air because why not? Okay. Columbus was getting a indoor football team, and fans got to pick the name for it. And it's going to debut next year when we can hopefully have sports again. And I submitted the name the Columbus Savages, not named after Indians, named after, after yeah, exactly the Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, this sucks! I'm just finding out about this name on air. This is trash. Wait, they, they named the new Columbus team? I think they should... Yes, oh, I think they, they, they the, dropped the name today, and I just forgot about it until now, and I'm checking think, on Twitter, and it's not good. I think they should name them the Robert E. Lee's. <laughs> the Columbus Wild Dogs. I hate it. Oh, what a bad name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's something off about that. Wild Dogs. Like, Junkyard Dog sounds awesome. Dog... It's hard cup dog, and they kind of did. Yeah, I, I, this is my genuine reaction. 
And look, I went to the Arena League football games. They're fun. It's like $10 a ticket. You got Rooster's Wings that are there. It's a blast. I mean, you watch some football. It's goofy, pass every play. But you know what? It's something to do. And like I said, tickets are cheap and you get wings. So, How's the crew? Hey, they're they're doing real well. They play in about 45 minutes, so. They're my team. They're my soccer team. Well, you should watch them. They're on ESPN tonight. <laughs> I gotta have one. I gotta have at least one Ohio team, right? Well, not, yeah, that and the Wild Dogs. So, man, I, I don't think I'm gonna be a Wild Dogs fan. Sorry. <laughs> Just the the possibilities with the uniforms. God, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. This is like the exact opposite of. Uh, like the Montgomery Biscuits or the Akron Rubber Ducks. Like, those are so cheesy that you got to love them. Oh, yeah, Wild Dogs, it. like, Wild Dogs, what are we doing? Yeah, and it's That's funny. Like, phrase. like, Junkyard Dog is a phrase. Like, Stray Dog is a phrase. Like, Stray Dogs might be kind of cool. But like mm-hmm. wild Greyhounds dogs is cool. Is really afraid. Greyhounds? Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, Bulldogs. Wild I mean, Dogs, it's, I don't know, it's, uh... It, it, it's bougie. Know. It's like the way a bougie person thinks they're making someone sound badass. Yeah, I knew it. Whatever. Well, maybe we'll get our Macho Man statue. That was uh, something we tried a few years ago. But now that <laughs> now that we've got all this room for statues in the city, yeah, hmm, something to think about. I think they should all be they should all be replaced with Randy Savage statues. <laughs> and I think I think Mount Rushmore should be for Randy Savages. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're getting off the rails, but I'll tell Caleb this. Several years ago, maybe 2015 or 16, somewhere around there, uh, we had a petition that went viral. We got over 5,000 signatures to add a Randy Savage statue to Columbus. They didn't, but you know what? Just a couple weeks ago, took down two statues of Christopher Columbus, so well, looks to me like you got two empty spots, one of which mm-hmm. could be occupied with Randy Savage. I'm just saying, he never okay. enslaved anybody. Yeah. Other, don't don't do any research in that, please. But, yeah. Other, yeah. Yeah, other than Elizabeth, yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah. But, <laughs> hey, he didn't kill her like Lex. Dude, so, oh, yeah. Dude, y'all should change the name of Columbus. The, y'all should, it should be Savage City. should be the name of y'all city now. Savage City... Sounds awesome. It's like a dystopian comic book. Better than, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like something we would talk about on here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's better than Flavortown. I just, it's like Columbus is not known for food. Stop. Flavortown? Yeah, you not you haven't heard that? Like Guy Fieri? Yeah, Guy Fieri was born here, and so everybody's like, oh, let's name Columbus Flavortown. It's like, stop. We've had like five restaurants make the Food Network and the Food Flavortown, Network. It sounds like a, like a... Uh, one of those real late rap rock groups, like when it was the genre was fucking dying. <laughs> like people, people who were too stupid to to, to get uh, Crazy Town would like Flavor Town. Oh God, <laughs> Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's oh, Smash too, too intellectual for you. <laughs> uh, well, do you have any plugs, Eli? It's always good catching up. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a good time, boys. Thank you. Um, at Eli Sayers, E-L-I-S-A-I-R-S, on both Instagram and Twitter. And then check out my podcast, The Roast Ghost, on – there's video of it on YouTube. That's probably the f- best way to watch it because you can see a picture of the person we're roasting and see us clowning on them. Uh, but also on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Pods. Now, you mentioned you were editing one. Could you drop drop the uh, – the, 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 um, the, 
the focus okay. of your episode this week? I just actually I just released it a couple hours before the podcast or a couple hours ago. Uh, it's Aaron Fian, great comic. Uh, we roast Jislane uh, Maxwell. I don't know how you actually. Oh, gee. I don't know how you actually say her name, but I call her Jislane. Yeah, I, that's I always say it how I read it, and, but apparently it's like Jelaine or I, I don't know. If you're a letter in a word, I'm saying you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, and you can follow. I believe I dropped everything. Follow me on Twitter at eddyc85. That's Eddie with a Y. Eddie, I do have a question. Sure. So I've been looking for some like gaming themed apparel. Where can I get some? Mm, what a great question. You can get some at malwareco.com. That's M-A-L-W-E-A-R-C-O.com. Also, shout out to one of the uh, people that run Malwareco, Emily, who got engaged, so congrats. But first-time order, sign up for their emails. You get 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders over $50. That's malwareco.com. That sounds really good. That's real cool of y'all to promote this company for no reason. Yeah, no, we just love their shirts, man. That's all. That's exactly. Awesome. They give us nothing in return, so we just we just love them that much. Yeah, yeah. All right, Caleb, so many lines to pick. What are we going out on? Well, we're going to go with uh, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Hell yeah. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go, 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 go. Machine, gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack groove. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the ninja turtle bait. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap.
sent me a, a you know, a, a script and everything, tell me what was going on in the, in the movie and, and what was going to be happening. You know, they told me all about this whole scene. It's exactly like they, you know, they had it wrote down and everything. And um, told me to write and make it ice. So I did. I hyped it up, put the funky beats behind it and made it ice. And they told me to keep it clean, you know, for the kids and everything, which is me anyway. So ice, ice, babies in full effect. Yep, yep. Turtles 2, watch it.